This Might Work, the epic business fail podcast with Scott Long and Peter Dunn. And we're back on This Might Work, starring Scott Long with sidekick Peter Dunn. Hello, everybody. I'm Peter Dunn. Sidekick. Are, are you a game show host now? I mean, uh, you, you probably have a lot of time at home. Do you, Have you been watching any game shows? Have you seen that? Because I haven't seen game shows in quite a while. And uh, it was on TV. My kids had it on or something. Have you watched a game show recently that's not the Wheel of Fortune or the Jeopardy? Not not a good one. I mean, instead, I'm watching NBA basketball players play video games against each other on mm. on TV. But I've not I seen a game m- show. Which yeah, much rather watch a game show than that. No. At least there's some competition. I wonder if Vegas is uh, considering opening betting lines on Let's Make a Deal. What do you think? Possibly. Uh, well, it's possible they did open it on iRacing, so like you can bet on the NASCAR video game races now. I know. Uh, but I don't know if you can on video or on uh, game shows. Yeah. So here we are. We're not going to talk about the pandemic, correct? That's not, I mean, that's not what we're going to do. We, uh, we, we tried once on the 1918 pandemic and I, I feel like it puts you in a bad mood for uh, almost a hundred years. Yeah. You know what? I haven't left my house since then. <laughs> okay. So our topic today is McMillions. If you uh, have not seen the Real good. I wouldn't say it's a great, it's no Tiger King level of documentary, but it was a six part, I believe, uh, five or six part HBO series documentary that they did. Uh, Peter Dunn, thoughts on your ratings on that documentary? Yeah, it was an, oh, I mean, look, had the Tiger King never come out, Mm -hmm. it was serviceable. Right. But, But when you compare it to the Tiger King, the documentary fell flat. It was kind of weird. It was too long. They could have gone a, an episode less, at least. Two. Yeah. So anyway, here's the premise. Uh, back in the day, McDonald's had a game where you'd buy fries and drinks and you'd get Monopoly pieces and you'd win a million dollars or a Dodge Viper and grow a mustache and have a midlife crisis. That's how the game worked. <laughs> Even but, if you're a female. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, that's what I was talking about. Uh, but then what happened was there was like uh, people got involved and started creating the frauds and the, the whole game was fixed and no one could win any of the big prizes because this guy and all his friends were winning the big prizes. And so this is the story of how that all went down. And it is a crazy one. It happened for, I believe, 12 years from 1989 to 2001. All the big prizes in at least the United States because the game was played worldwide. Uh, the, they were all kind of happening in Florida, right? Florida and then a little bit in South Carolina. And they, every once in a while, would spread somebody out, but not much farther than that. Uh, the mafia was involved. Uh, but so the, the thing I would ask to begin with, since you're a financial expert, and I always like to get your uh, expertise on this. Sure. At this point, do you think uh, that might be one of the safer places to try to uh, – invest uh mcdonald's game pieces if it comes out with Mc, uh, mcnopoly again oh so you're suggesting if uh you know if that game continues which i think it might or it came back or something like that then 
you know, buying yourself a burger and having a chance to win a million bucks seems like a good idea to me, frankly. Okay, good. I'd good. go for that. Let's okay. Good. Cause I, I'm, you know, I know that's the last thing that you would want to do right now is to give anybody any kind of financial advice, but we're we're talking about McMillions. So have you ever played the McDop? Did you ever play the McNock? I can't even say it. I'm just like too Monopoly game at McDonald's. Yes, I have. Uh, and I use I used to love it. And we used to connect connect. I can't talk. You gave it to me, you dummy. Um, <laughs> I, a, I used I to mean, collect. Can we make pieces. a joke that this is another kind of virus that we're suffering from? It's a McDonald's yeah. monopoly. That's the thing. That's the, those two words shouldn't go together. I got a, a marketing email from someone today that I'm not going to mention. It's not a person. It's a company. And it said, we've got the cure for your sales problem. And oh. I was like, wow, that's gross. I should have put yeah. them on blast on the social, but I did not. There's a lot of songs that aren't working anymore, even classic rock uh, that really <laughs> makes you feel worse. You know, you because I felt like most people are kind of, even the hipsters, they're not listening to currently to pavement or anything like that. I believe hipsters are not going back into alternative hipster rock. They're not listening to Lou Reed or or the velvet underground they're going to like the classic rock to kind of feel better and kind of just lose yeah. yourself, you know, like a Steve, Steve Miller band kind of thing. So I'm listening to Paul McCartney and he's singing stuck inside these four walls, something like seemingly forever. Yeah. It hits a little now close to home. I see no one nice again. And when he says nice again, he's not going to see anyone nice again. That would be my case. No one in my family is nice again right now. I mean, there is some, I don't know you, your family, you're sending out some nice videos. I think people should follow you on uh, Instagram and things like that. You're uh, my family's not doing well. We are not getting along. Well, uh, we even tried to play monopoly. That didn't turn out well. That's not a game that you want to play when you're on the edge. No, it's not. And uh, not unless you've set up a system in which you can't lose. And when you do win, <laughs> you and your friends win millions of dollars. That had to do with the family too. That's one of the craziest elements of this. Uh, okay, who's the main guy who's kind of running things on this deal? There's two okay. guys. Everybody, here's the deal. Okay. Uh, there was a company that was in charge of setting up this game back in the day, the Monopoly game, and it was called Simon Marketing. And it had been hired to organize and promote the, the Monopoly thing. It, McDonald's didn't come up with that. They hired a company to do that. And their chief of security was a guy named Jerome Jacobson, but people called him Jerry. Jerry. Uh, and what he, Jerry, Uncle Jerry. And so what people did was, and by people I mean Jerry, is he found a way to as the you know the winning pieces were being printed by a separate printing company it's called a secure printer they print all sorts of stuff like lottery tickets and all this he finds a way to remove from the supply chain all the winners and then he would just keep them and divvy them out to his friends uh and and oddly enough it worked like you said for a really, really long time. And no one caught wind of that geographically, all of these wins were happening in the Southeast United States. And people had real dumb backstories as to how they won the pieces. And it just kept working. 
do you think most companies, I'm sure then, do you, do you think most companies even now uh, farm out these prize games? I think so. I think they, well, yes, in the sense that they have a marketing agency, you know, run the logistics of it. I mean, it's a obviously a really complicated thing. They've got to find a secure printer, which is a thing, like I said. But, um, I mean, this guy was handing out, you know, he recruited other people who then became, you know, the the real Svengali of it all, which I just wanted to use the word Svengali. But, you know, he'd go to a friend and be like, hey, do you want a Dodge Viper? And he'd give the people a piece for a Dodge Viper and they'd win one. Or, hey, here's a million bucks, but you just have to pay me $50,000 and you can have this million dollar prize. And so they got to this point where they started selling the prizes on the black market, on a very low key black market. And it worked for 12 years. There's there's two Jerry's. There's two Jerry's. There's, so, yeah. Okay, G- who's Jerry the other Columbo, Jerry? Right? Yeah, Jerry Colombo. So he was a guy who fraudulently won a Dodge Viper. Uh, and what ended up happening was, was that, you know, Colombo's father-in-law was involved. He won a million bucks. Uh, but then the craziest part about all of this is in 1998, this all got busted around 2001 is when the guy was convicted the day before September 11th, 2001. So September 10th, 2001, Uncle Jerry was sentenced to prison. But in 1998, this Jerry Colombo guy that was also giving away all these prizes died in a car accident. Yeah, that's uh, one of the best parts. Now, th- th- that's, the that's the key the best to part. The, that, yeah, yes, because the whole his wife is uh, she should be on Tiger King. I mean, like if they she was oh, she yeah. was the Tiger King of this documentary. There were two or three people that could have done small parts, but if they really wanted to make Tiger King uh, a movie that was just really trashy and like hit every button to have some consistency. They would have had this uh, woman, uh, Mrs. Columbo, not from the TV show. Uh, She would play Carol Baskins because she was kind of like a Joe exotic of the McMillions. Am am, am I off on this? Yeah, she had, no, you you nailed it. I can't remember her name and I should have all this stuff, but here's the thing. We're really doing a happen. You know how your kids, if your kids been doing online school, right? Yes, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I feel like that's what this podcast is right now. I feel like, and let's be truthful, a lot of people that still have jobs are doing a half-assed job too. You just, you oh, absolutely. People that think that you can work from home and do as good a job, yeah, some jobs you can, but most jobs you can't. I just, I don't believe it. Uh, and if everybody is at the home with you, you cannot at all. I mean, Peter Dunn, uh, what would you say has been your problem? Uh, we're just going to jump in and out on McMillian. Yeah. It's, it's an yeah, okay yeah. documentary. Sure. What, what has been your biggest challenge uh, working uh, one door down from your home, in your own home? Well, you know, everyone's been pretty good, but I, like I'll have to do a live interview on television or something mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. And so then I have to go get everyone settled down right. and just pray that people aren't screaming about body parts. You just don't know. You got an yeah. 11 and eight year old. And so the hardest part is 
having it quiet for media stuff. When you have an eight-year-old rapper in the house, which can make it even more challenging. That's true. Yeah, right. and they always want to be in the shots, which I yeah. let them sometimes because what's oh, the matter? Yeah. Okay, give us an example of is this a local TV spot that you were you had one of your kids in the uh, spot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're yeah, they're just live hits on newscasts and stuff. Okay. So they'll jump on, or I do a daily live stream on Facebook about financial stuff. They'll jump in and they get to take turns introducing me. So I, I um, love that. And I think there is a missed uh, opportunity for news uh, shows. Let's take CBS. Okay. ABC, I think is number one and NBC is number two. And they're, they're pretty far ahead of CBS. I don't even currently know who's doing the news at CBS. Do you know the, the nightly news? Do you know? Oh, I have no, I have They've no gone through a lot of people recently. I mean, they've sure. gone through like three or four people. It, it, Scott Pelley had the job for a couple of years and they got rid of him. And they've had, I think, two or three people since then. The CBS should each, uh, each person that, you know, is one of their uh, newscasters and they're in their home. They should do some kind of like Austin Powers kind of thing <laughs> where people are like half nude walking by, but you, you don't see it. You know, it's real, it's, it's uh, perfectly placed. Yes. I, you would totally watch that news or, you know, how about just at least a reporter is talking about something, you know, not the life or not the death of someone, but maybe something that's a little lighter, uh, on the virus. And then a couple, a brother and a sister get in a fight right behind her. And she's like, shut up, shut up. I'm on the news. Shut up. That would be so good. Oh my, our country needs that because that's what's going on in people's homes. And these newscasters don't reflect that. I feel like it was everybody single or something. Uh, well, yeah, the, yeah, the reporters. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it is a weird time in that sense because we all know what each other are going through on some level, yet we still try to act like there's this level of decorum that just doesn't really exist. No. And here's one thing that has bothered me some, and I, I brought it up on my other podcast that I cheat on you uh, on the Frank. That's Keller all right. Podcast. I don't mind. Okay. Uh, I have noticed uh, the first thing I do when I watch the, I, I miss the first 10 seconds of what anybody says, because I'm just basically making a mental note of what their house looks like. And some of these young reporters, even locally, I'm like, what are they doing for a living? How are they? I mean, what's the story here? I, I don't quite get it. It looks way too nice for a 23-year-old that's fresh out of Bowling Green University uh, doing the local uh, puff pieces on the uh, local news. How, how do they have such a nice pad? And then I will say there's sometimes where I'll see somebody who's a little more uh, it's been around for a while and I'm like, Hmm, they must've gone through a divorce or, uh, maybe <laughs> they, they're really bad with money. Uh, it's kind of the way I look sometimes now at this point where I I've reached a sad point in my life, I suppose, where I, when I watch an adult video, I'm more focused on, you know, just like what room, uh, yeah. than the actual performances. Is that, the, is that the front, is that the sitting room? Is that the front room? What, what's yeah. happening there? Yeah. So these are the things I'm I'm doing. Uh, we're we're talking McMillions, as you can tell, <laughs> our podcast. 
do do you think this uh do you think this topic was worthy of 40 minutes this mcmillions podcast well here's the thing scott um they did some 12 years worth of fraud they yeah. stole an excess of 26 million dollars 24 million dollars right now considering the fraud that just must be going on in every little i mean every town has got fraud that blows that away probably right now with how everything is just you know we're trying to all figure out things and i don't blame the government by the way i'm are are you on the i got to blame the government for all the financial ruins they they couldn't expect all that correct maybe no and in fact i don't blame them for any of the financial side of things short of the health thing you can blame you know if you want to or not and and what levels you want to but the financial part who could guess i mean come on well had we shut down you know social distancing earlier then there wouldn't be as long lasting financial effects but in terms of that they had to putz around and get the bill and then the the loans aren't out yet like I don't blame them for that because that, those are massive mechanisms that just aren't in place. And so banks had 48 hours to put yeah. together hundreds of billions of dollars in loans. It's like, come on, it's not going to work. My neighbor, I don't get upset about that. My, my neighbor is the loans guy for small businesses for one of the major banks uh, where we live. And he's the I would take guy. him some cookies. Uh, I brought him donuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately I'm not part of his bank. That's uh, uh, I should, should have figured that out. I should have been, I should two weeks before I should have jumped on before. What I would tell you is, is the guy I've always thought like, yeah, he does a lot of golfing and uh, meets some of his uh, small business clients and then decides on who he's going to loan and who's not of franchises and stuff. And I always thought his job was a cush, but uh, right now, right now, no. No, not not at all. Uh, I don't envy him. Uh, he's just not sleeping, and it's incredibly stressful. And he doesn't. I mean, he's a bright guy. Who? How would he know what he's really doing? Because no one really knows what they're doing, right? Is that my no, office? Yeah. That? No, you don't. Like I, I was emailing with my banker this weekend about filling out some stuff, and she's like, "Look." I have no idea and I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not mad. I'm frustrated. I'm not frustrated at her. Yeah. But, so anyway. Okay. Yeah, so what are you do? hopefully th- that's been helpful. So we're, we're talking McMillions HBO uh, documentary. By the way, I, it's important to say here, okay, um, primarily because it's on topic, but uh, 53 people were charged in this scheme. 53 people wow. were indicted. 48 pled guilty. And 46 did pre-trial agreements to avoid jail time. Um, but it was massive. McDonald's then sued, uh, you know, the Simon Marketing Company. And it and it, it was going to become a movie before it became the documentary. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, I believe is how you pronounce it. Sure Have you ever is. seen the tattoo on his back? No. I thought that was just like for Batman or something. No, no, no. Do you, can, you, can you Google something real quick? I can. I'm going to do that. Go ben ahead. Affleck back tattoo. It looks like the carpet at the JW Marriott in downtown Indianapolis. Okay. I got. I want your reaction. I'm going to be quiet now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep, there it is. What is that about? I don't know. It looks like a, a like a bad craft brewery can. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, look, I mean, sure, he's been through some some things, but it's just like, that's probably not the answer to anything. You know what? I've always kind of given him the benefit of the doubt on a lot of stuff because I've enjoyed him uh, when I've heard him interviewed. I feel like he's usually uh, very entertaining. You know, there are people that are horrible human beings. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying there's, you know, like uh, I would probably love to sit down and uh, have a conversation with like Kevin Spacey. I feel like he's really bright. He does impressions. He's uh, funny, but smart. And, uh, but he's a horrible person. He's got allegedly. Mass- no, not anymore. I don't think they're alleged. I, I, I think, uh, are they crimes that you could put somebody in prison for? I don't know. Not provable, but this back tattoo has pretty bad. It's horrific. And you're an actor. What's he do? What, you know what I bet happened? He acts like oh, it's my- not there. No, no, no. This is, this is genius on his part. I figured it out. For a long time, before he would have to do a movie, he'd have to lose a bunch of weight and get in great shape. So he'd take off his shirt. He puts that on. He's like, no one's tasking me to asking me to take off my shirt anymore. I don't have to get in great shape anymore. If I'm gonna be I'm just gonna put on a bat suit that makes me look muscular, or I'm not taking off my shirt. Genius. Wow, that Ben Affleck. Uh, I bet Damon's got to rethink that because Damon's always, you know, he's he's buff. You know, I, if he would have been Liberace's lover, I don't think that would have fit. I mean, they would have had to do hours of CGI on Damon. Maybe Speaking we should call this Damon. podcast uh, uh, Ben Affleck's back tattoo instead of McMahon. That's the name of my garage man. But I will say this, that. Matt Damon was, is going to star in this movie, McMillions. Okay, so uh, the, he was. The, he, Who he is was, he going to play? Uh, a crime. Seems a little young. Yeah, but well, I guess in, at the start. Yeah, at the start in 1989, he could have, he would have been perfect for it. And then as he got, okay, I get it. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, and Ben Affleck's back is going to play the one of the game pieces. <laughs> I love that you stayed focused on selling that joke. You you battled through it as I interrupted you and and went down another. Thank you, thank you. That's the kind of uh, you got to have that razor that razor focus, that razor sharp focus on a really solid joke. But you you were being a little risky, uh, but it worked. You you were so confident that joke was going to work. You were going to continue. We could have. If I would have filibustered like I'm doing right now and we waited till the next podcast, you still would have delivered that joke, wouldn't you? Yeah. On a different topic. What else do you want to talk? What else do you want to talk about besides the topic of the show today? Like, is there any other thing else we want to cover? We've covered. No, I like us talking about McMillions and then going right away from it. I feel like that's the niche. Do you eat at McDonald's? Um, very rarely. I, you know, there's been stretches where I've done the McDoubles, uh, uh, to be frugal. And, um, have you ever heard the story about, you know, there was the double cheeseburger and McDonald's had the uh, value meal and they were like, you know what? We're not really getting much profit. The profit margin on this double cheeseburger is not what it needs to be. So someone 
said, hey, I think uh, each slice of cheese, and I'm estimating on this, is like three cents a piece or four cents. A, it maybe it costs us five. Let's say it costs us five cents a piece. Let's not make it a double cheeseburger. Let's call it a McDouble. Same meat, one slice of cheese. We're saving five cents, basically 5% on each one. And that meant millions of dollars to him. Look that up. I didn't know that. Look that up. Isn't that a good one? We're, we're, I don't have my fax machine. How am I going to look that up? But no, that's genius. What's your order though? If you go to McDonald's right now, what are you ordering? I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't like McDonald's. I don't. I mean, uh, I'd probably get some ice cream. Uh, maybe an, uh, you know what? They have a strawberry cream cheese pie that they occasionally have. You ever had that? No, no it's I'm not. a man. No, I get a Big Mac value meal with a bottle no. of water or a Diet Coke. That's what I get. Okay, the Big Mac is I'm hungry now. Massive wreck uh, to eat. Not there's not a lot of meat in it. It's just three pieces of bread. You you really should never put three pieces of bread. And then it's Thousand Island dressing. That's the special sauce, which is super high in calories. My my deal is if I'm going to eat a lot of calories. It's got to be great, and I, I just, you know, I haven't. I don't think I've really enjoyed a Big Mac since I was like thirteen. So right, uh, I, I want, I'm I want to paint Mac. a picture for you. Let's say you're walking down the street, walking to a gig in a couple of months, and yeah, I'll be walking. There, and there's two men types on the road having a discussion. You can see them talking, and one of them says to the other guy, "What do you get when you go to McDonald's?" And then the guy answers. A strawberry cream pie, it's good. Yeah, I'll, I'm really. going to stop you right now. I'm not only going to, uh, I'm going to unroll my window and try to high five the guy, but if he needs a ride, I will allow him to get in the car because he is not dangerous. That, a man that, uh, a hitchhiker that's eating a strawberry cream cheese pie or whatever it's called uh, from McDonald's, he's not danger. He's not a danger to anybody. There is not a serial killer ever. That would order that. So, uh, yeah, does that make me not maybe as manly as uh, uh, other men? Okay, I'll buy that. But uh, I guess I would tell you I would get a double cheeseburger. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? Oh, there's I love I love so many. Um, I am I'm so, <laughs> but not if, McDonald's. No, I don't like no, I don't like McDonald's. Wow. Uh, I would tell you. Uh, it's not national, but it's kind of regional and it's kind of becoming national. I think the superior burger is the Culver's burger of the fast food to the point where I don't feel like I can get as good a burger if I go to a restaurant as what that tastes to me. I love uh, a Culver's burger. I think Hardy's had a good stretch for a while with Carl's Jr., and I don't know what's happened to them, but they've uh, they've kind of slipped up. And uh, by the way, uh, Carl's uh, Hardy's bought Burger Chef, and uh, I did an episode of this show with uh, my friend Todd McComas that I'm going to put up before this one. So that that'll be interesting when people are like, "Hey, he did a episode of Burger Chef where we talked about Hardy's." <laughs> Do you think this like will it. ever air? This show? Yeah, this particular think, episode. Yeah, well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking one of us probably dies soon. And this 
is going to be found years from now and someone will go, huh, they, uh, they were struggling. Okay. I'm going to predict it, it definitely the odds and you're an odds guy, right? I mean like statistical, yeah. well, I don't really odds, gamble, right? but yeah, no, sure, but statistical, like statistics, like if you could be a great, uh, actuarial guy, right? What is that called? An actual, Eventually. yeah, you, you do fine on that. You're very good with numbers. You, you know, you've, you've done that for some of your books. I'm going to have like 75% more likely it's 75, 25 that I would die before you. Cause I'm older than you. And yeah. um, I don't, I probably don't eat quite as healthy. We both have wives who are incredibly fit and probably eat really well. Does your wife eat very yes. well? Yeah, yeah. She, I made garlic bread the last night and I brushed it with butter and she was like, this is going to make me sick. Yeah, I don't get that. That happens every night at my house. I don't I don't like that about her. And that was not the woman I met. So if there's anybody, I have not changed that much. And you could say, I don't, I, I believe change is important. And I'm not someone that goes, oh, so Bernie Sanders thought the same thing at 25 as 75. So I think he's uh, a wonderful person. I don't. I do think you should evolve and change, especially as the years go by. I would tell you personally, my diet has not changed that much. My wife's diet has changed completely. This is the same one that used to salt a Supreme pizza, pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. I used to do that back in the day, but now that would nearly kill me if I did Oh, that. my God. She won't even eat a piece of it. It's just like, who are you? You know? Okay. I'm a little angry at my wife. Um, and I'm sure she's hanging much out angrier than me. Other. Yes, it's very hard. So, yes, I would guess I would pass away sooner than you. Uh, here's another reason why. How often do you leave the house during a week? Now during the uh, pandemic? I walk to CVS, which is like a half mile from my house and I buy okay. Reese's peanut butter eggs. But besides that, no, nothing. <laughs> Does your wife, or, do you guys have groceries delivered to your house? Are you one of those? Yeah. Oh, yeah we're wow. one of those. We'd rather risk other people's lives and tip them than yeah, risk our I, own. I will tell you right now, um, I think I had three months worth of uh, savings uh, to, which is not bad, right? That's not bad. That's great. It's great. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, and good. I'm not even talking getting in to any 401ks or anything like that. I'm just saying we probably had three months worth of savings. Uh, but if I lived the lifestyle where I would have people deliver everything to me, yeah, two months. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, anybody that can get the stuff delivered to them, I'm, I'm envious. You made a good choice. Congratulations. And, uh, but I go to the grocery store. I'm the grocery store guy. I even do it for my in-laws, uh, that are, that are, we, wow. Uh, that, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy and my father-in-law, uh, very judgmental, uh, wonderful man, but he's very, he's always, he and his wife also known as my mother-in-law, they should have holsters with Purell bottles uh, in yeah. them their whole lives. They just, I mean, every time we go to a restaurant with my kids and stuff, my, my mother-in-law would whip out a thing of, uh, you know, some kind of wet ones or something like that. Like, boom, right like there, like, boom. And here, wipe your hands on us. And I'm, I guess I was medium grade clean. 
but they were, they've been preparing their whole lives for this, but then they're totally freaked out by everything. So when I bring my stuff, I meet my father-in-law in the parking lot of the grocery store and, uh, like a drug deal. And, uh, you know, but it's med- med- medicines, you know, <laughs> legal. Do you put it in his trunk and then he yes. gets into your trunk and, and, and put something in your trunk. And before you know it, it's a, he doesn't put anything experimentation. in experimentation. No, like, he, what, what, what I will tell you is he's like, where's your mask? And I, and I pull it out of my, my pocket. And, uh, but before this past week, we are in the, if you're, if you're not following, I mean, we might as well not be evergreen on this. I think this is being, uh, we're filming this right on April 7th. Cause we're filming this, right? We're not, we're not actually. Oh, this is, part. there's no audio. I just have a camera on me and I'm just talking into space. There's you're not right. recorded. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Normally, I always do, do you, when we do these podcasts, because the technology has been up and down, it's been pretty good lately, but do you get a little nerve? Like, oh my gosh, did, did we just do 45 minutes and it didn't actually, you know, tape? Do you ever worry about that? Um, not anymore. I used to, but then I, I fixed some stuff and I've been doing it every single day for oh, 25 true. days. So, right. Yeah. Um, this episode, if that happened, I would really lose no sleep. I'd be like, oh, that was good. That was fortuitous timing. Oh my gosh. You know, let's, you know, let's do this. Let's do what a wise couple of gents would do and just end it Mm. and just end it. No, no, this has been great. Let's, let's find at least, let's give people a little bit because what happens if there's people that are like McMillions fanatics and they're like, you son of a, how dare Okay, Let me, let me, let me, I'll take care of that part. Please. Okay. So here's the deal. Steeler, in summation. Uh, well, wait, but, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, shouldn't we give somebody spoiler alert on this? Oh, a little spoiler alert for you guys. Yeah. Some people involved that we've talked about are now dead, and others went to jail. And McDonald's, they've served billions since. Okay, there was an M- There was an uh, FBI agent uh, that is oh, very. Yeah, that I didn't like that guy. What's his name? Do you, does it, is, do you uh, Doug Matthews with Doug one T, Matthews. which really bothered me. He he one was T. a Doug Matthews with a one T though. Okay, yeah, very. I, this is the thing that's going to probably possibly break up this podcast. Uh, the, our team. You go ahead. Tell tell everyone how you feel about Doug Matthews. I don't. I thought he was obnoxious, and I'm obnoxious. I mean, you know this, but mm. I found it like. Somehow the story was about him and his mind during this documentary, but it really, it really wasn't. I don't know. You know, he he thinks he's really funny, but he's not, and I hate that quality. Okay, I thought he was pretty much the saving grace of this podcast of that of that documentary outside of uh, Tiger King, Columbo wife. Um, and I would also tell you that. I thought he was like a young Matthew McConaughey. He was like crazy cowboy kind of, uh, he did, he did think he was a little funnier than he was, but I thought he was pretty funny, you know, like pretty funny, not stand up comic level funny, you know, but pretty funny. So I enjoyed him. Um, here was the people, the Columbo brother and his wife. Oh yeah. That was odd. That was Frank Colombo and Heather Colombo. 
I don't feel like they did a, they have five freaking episodes or six episodes of this show. And I don't feel like they did a very good job of helping us understand why they were so essential in the whole, uh, you know, presentation. It was, it was odd. And then at the end, they're the ones who kind of give you the dirt and tell you that the mom who never was even really mentioned was the informant, correct? Totally. Yeah. They, they were like, well, we participated, but we're not contributing anything. The, most of the winners were like Tiger King people, you know, that would, could have fit. They, they would have, they would have been fine in that uh, Tiger King world too. Like if they would have appeared for a minute, you'd have been like, yeah, they would have probably got somehow wrapped up in it. And none of them really squealed and turned informant. It was the mafia. Yeah. You know, it. What's with that? You would think they would be. I have no ill words about the mafia. I just need to get that out there. I think they do a great job. Okay. Yeah. They're good. They're, again, good. they're good at the crime. Hey, when you die, when you're feeling like you're going to die within the last, you know, within a week, that's the episode where I do want you to share some real stories about the illegal people that you've, uh, give some advice, given some advice to, and then said, you know what? I, I don't feel comfortable because didn't we talk about that last week on the Tiger yeah, King? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I live in the world of allegedly's and yes. disclaimers. I, I have, by the way, just so everyone could connect the dots, I've never helped anyone do anything illegal. I have seen people do things and, and I, and I wit not witness it happen, but I see the aftermath and I go, well, hey, that's probably what happened here. You want to hear a story? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think. Finally. Do All right. So this was a long time ago. This dad, very wealthy, prominent guy mm -hmm. comes to me and he says, look, my son is a mess. Don Jr. He, he, yeah, he needs help. I want you to teach him how about money. The guy's like 21 years old. Okay. So I start meeting with the guy and he is, you know, you know, struggling, but it's because his parents are paying him $5,000 a month on the family payroll. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, how much would well, that have been worth now? Well, I mean, it's 60, well, it was 15 years ago. So I don't know. It felt probably felt like $75,000 then a year. Yeah, for the year. To, to, okay. And they're like, he won't find a job. Why won't he find a job? And I'm He's like, 21. Oh. Yeah. 21. His parents mm. are paying him 60 grand. And so, I start working with him and I'm like, well, I'm, I still got to do my job. I'm being paid here. So I start looking through his budget and he's talking to me. I start noticing this, this trend in his spending. So he's got a condo, small condo, huge electric bill, huge electric bill. And then he's got all of these uh, expenses on his bank statement to a hydroponics oh, growing store. Right. And then like this, like this, these obscure internet-based lamp companies. So what was happening was this prominent guy was funding his son's hydroponic marijuana Ooh. operation. And and so like I, at this point, I, I sort of, fi I mean, I figure it out, right? And I don't say anything to the kid because that's not why I'm there. And I don't say anything to the dad. I, in fact, I don't think I've ever told anyone that story, but that is a true story. No. And now that would, if you were depending on the state, 
and the if you've uh, applied for some licenses, that would be considered a really well thought out business, um, right? Plan, and you would be like, hey, that's a that's a really smart of the dad trying to help his son start up a small business, and uh, I've heard during this uh, pandemic. That's one of the uh, items that's been doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, but you cannot get loans uh, from the government to help with not that. federal. Yeah, yeah, you can't get a federal. Okay, in Colorado, if you want to open up a hydroponic operation and you have all you've, you know, let's say you've got all the licenses. I don't know the whole procedure. Would you be able to get a loan from a bank? Mm, uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm not a marijuana guy. Don't know. And and you've not, not a marijuana business guy. You've not been asked this question on your other. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. I would just point him to your neighbor, the, the small business bank guy. <laughs> Scott, here's what I'm going to do now. Okay. At the conclusion of this podcast, which is mm. in mere seconds, I... Gonna go place liquids into my face and hope sure. that it makes my soul feel better. Do you know what day this is? I think it, I think we usually record them on Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. It's Taco think, Tuesday at our house. I, I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm feeling like that's why I'm doing podcasts now, just to know what days of the week they are. Like I need to that's add, fair. I uh, I need to add about three more podcast a week so i'll be able to figure it out i mean i'm I'm working the t-shirt business hard and i am going to be doing a stand-up comedy zoom call which i know is going to go terrible but uh what am i going to do what you know oh that sounds interesting no it's not it's it's not going to go that well can you record Uh, it and send it to me so i can no i can and and the client said the client said could we record it too so um we could share it with the people that might be working a different shift. And I'm like, you cannot, you, you can't. And I mean, if you paid me 10 times as much, I still would not let you record it because it might actually seem okay in the moment of the zoom call. You know, just people are like, Oh, that's nice that he's doing this. And, and uh, my, my typical rate is not what I'm getting for this. You know, you have to adjust you know, you have to be yes. fair. Uh, and people I'm sure are like, well, hey, dude, stand-up comedy. Just do do your stand-up comedy. People I mean, well, you, you can't keep a hundred people on the Zoom call open. You gotta mute them because uh have you been on any Zoom calls where people are like washing their dishes? Or uh, uh, uh I, there was a there was yeah. a guy that was actually I'm on a conference call with a bunch of comedians and a couple booking agents about a week ago. And I'm like, what the hell is that sound? And you know, you have to scroll pages sometimes to see, cause there might be yeah. 25 people. Guy was mowing his yard, decided to mow his yard while he held his phone up. I, I have no clue. It just, but he had his headphones on. So I guess it probably sounded okay to him. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, truthfully, uh, I think he's annoying everyone. But if I'm a booking agent, I'm like, that's some kind of Andy Kaufman-esque. Uh, Zoom comedy. So go ahead. Can I can I give you a pointer on your gig that's about to happen? Please, please. And I do this because I I, I, I mean I, I present on these Zoom calls. Okay, this is a big tip here. Mm-hmm. I'm give big big tip energy. Here we go. All right. 
don't look at the number of how many people are in the meeting because then you'll glance at it later and you'll see that there's less. <laughs> and it is completely demoralizing. Oh my God. That is so great. That is, that don't is, do it though. I'm serious. Oh, that is perfect. And oh, and you might be like, uh, people that are not performers would, that it might be listening, like, well, what's it really matter? I get oh. it. I totally get it. Look, when you're at a conference and you speak at a conference, very few people are going to get up in the middle of a conference. Right. And, excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. But if you know that there's like, I don't know, some, uh, uh, you know, some kind of cookies and cream ice cream, like right, 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 right down the, the hallway from you. And then you also know that, oh my gosh, I've, on, I've got Ozark. I got three episodes left of that. This is not yeah. equal. I totally get it. And I am going to discuss that on my next Zoom comedy call that I'm doing Friday night. I, I, and, I, and I'm going to, I'm not even going to give you credit for it, Pete, because please uh, don't. Comedy is not about, hey, by the way, let me give credit to this guy. Uh, but I never steal anybody's jokes. But, uh, you know, maybe I'm a bit of a hack on the Zoom. It's quite all right. Well, anyway, what are you plugging today? Are you back? Killed it at the end. Thank you. That there we was, go. It's a great piece of advice. Maybe that should have been the topic. We should have just done 40 minutes on Zoom calls because uh, they're pretty good. Uh, and what are you I, plugging I, today, Scott? Nothing. I mean, I, I don't even know if my Shopify site is up, but uh, if if you go to Scott Comedy on Twitter, uh, maybe you'll be able to find a link to some of my really great T-shirts. Um, we'll see. And nothing else. Please don't call me to hire me for a Zoom call. If you listen to this in July or June and you're like, oh, you know what? It's lifted. Uh, the The regulations have lifted everywhere but Virginia. Okay, that 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 governor made me a little angry, and I'm usually on the Fauci side. But to do it to like the middle of June, that just takes sucks the life out of you. Fauci doesn't do that. He's like, let's do 14 days and let's see where things progress. That seems like logical, right? Yes. Okay. Peter Dunn, I know you want to plug a lot of things. Um, no, scottcomedy.com. Please just go there, <laughs> buy some t-shirts. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again, everybody that did listen. Uh, there's much better work, and you know it, if, because that that we, you know, not only just other podcasts, obviously that are better, but we've done better work than this one. But this is just what you get. Sometimes you don't get the best, but at least we're honest about it, right? That is very true. Uh, this might work. Guys, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>